You hit him, grouping directly into the stomach again. This guy is looking like Boromir with the amount of arrows that are just striking into his form. Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. I'm around the table with Wild Fury. We have Howrod, Bangor, Bayagrim and Felix. They're currently in the middle of rescuing a small farming village known as Undercliff and the party has split. Howrod remained behind last time in order to face off against his sworn enemy. The creature that seems to house Aromnu, the hungering blight. As Melnon and Vera lay wasted around the sides of this conflict. Bengor, Beagrim and Felix ran to the northeast in order to, to stop a group of gnolls from ferrying individuals on a cart out of the city for a purpose you are not too sure about. So we step in now as we follow the track of Bengor, Beagrim and Felix. You begin running through the city or the village rather and as you do to the left and the right of you, you see village houses completely crumpled in on each other. You can see one that looks like something large has impacted it, almost like a griffin had been slung through and, and into it. You can see to the right of you a burning house that seemed to have been reduced to its ashes. And as you start to run to the northeast, you start to follow the scent of fire and the sounds of screaming. As you do so, you run through uh, one of the fields that you can see, one of the smaller crop fields. And as you get to the other side of it, you leap the fence. And then to your northeast, you can see ahead of you two farming village uh, huts. One of them appears to be directly on fire. And you can see one knoll standing on the roof of that building. You can see two knolls also carrying an individual uh, hospital style, like arms and legs. Two of these knolls moving with this individual towards a cart that seems to be manned by one other knoll. And you can see that cart seems to have three to three or four people on it, unconscious lying down as the fire backlights that scenery. To the left of you and to the right of you, you can see crops that seem to lead your pathway down into this area. And as you do, you watch as these four gnolls seem to be harrowing this place. You watch as they're grunting orders at each other. And as you look, you can see that more and more people seem to be being ferried out into the area. As you're running up, you can see that they don't appear to notice you at this minute. Uh, however, they do have a sentry that you can see patrolling on top of one of the roofs, backlit by the fire behind, and they do see you because they got a natural 20. So I, I want to jump over the wall and kind of vanish. I'll get you to roll your stealth check. 27. Okay. So he does not see you, Beagram. As you take this opportunity, you see him scanning the area. His bow rests upon you, and Beagram, you just jump over the fence, and Felix Be and Bengor watch him disappear and you guys can hear the sound of conflict behind you uh, coming from the town square that you had just left. It's probably about 100 to 150 feet away from you. So as he sees you, he will look down towards you. He will attempt to loft uh, Bangor. It's a yep. 16 and at Felix, it is a 22. I'll catch it. Okay. You will catch it indeed with a seven points of damage. So you do catch it and the second arrow misses you completely Bangor and it's at that point you guys watch as the gnolls begin to ferry the humans faster as this one here that's standing next to the cart bellows in order for them to do so and you watch as he begins to move his way to the front of the cart to try and pull it away it's at that point I'll get you guys to roll your initiatives please as you guys begin preparing yourselves for battle we cut to Halrod you move your way alone 
through to the center of this outcropping. You can see the buildings around you crushed, damaged, tiles fallen to the floor. You can see a large knoll seems to be watching Beagram's exit and then turns back around to his companions. Two knolls that seem to be moving throughout the area. You watch as he barks an order to both of them. He says, Run, push. And you watch then as the two individuals move towards the direction of Melnon and Vera. They seem to be looking for something and you watch then as they're heading that way, he sort of makes his way towards the center of the area and it's at that point he almost double takes and he sees you, a short five foot or so dwarf standing there, looking at him directly into his eyes. He laughs. And you hear a word in common. Fool. Roll initiative. So it's at that point, we'll start with Alrod's combat. Alrod, you have the initiative. What would you like to do? I'm going to look at the uh, the big gnoll and say, you're the only fool I see around here. I took down Bugbear. I will take you down too. As you say that, he points to his shoulder and just smiles. <sighs> Doesn't detract from your face, ugly. You watch as this black smoke begins to swirl around him. His eyes begin to flicker green. You start to get this pain in the pit of your stomach. He's currently 10 feet away from you. Back up 10 feet. And then I'll lower the oath bow at him. And I'll fire off two shots at him. The first one will be a nat 20. Beautiful. And the second one is also a nat 20. Holy shit. Holy shit. So for the first one, 35. Okay, and the second one is... Look out, Key, there's a new high roller. 55 points of damage. You watch as these two arrows hit him, he's he gnarls towards you. <laughs> he looks down at the arrows, and you can see the blood beginning to trickle, and he looks genuinely shocked and surprised. It's at that point where he doubles down, looks towards you, and seems to be coming in for the attack. He also growls towards his compatriots and he says, ah, and you watch as they turn around from those two and begin to face you as well. Um, I'll take my bonus action to initiate rage just to reduce any damage coming my way. Go for it. All right. Is that your turn? Yep. That's my turn. All right. You watch as he will close the distance. He'll run towards you. You watch as he gets down on all fours and as his footfalls hit the ground, you watch as these black pillars of smoke emanate with green electricity throughout them. As he gets towards you jumping through the air, he will make two attacks on you. One with a bite and one with a claw. He's going to be a 29. And for the claw, that is a... 24. I, um, for him, I will roll my um, re reaction to wipe the tail. Yep. And I rolled seven, so that makes 28. Okay, so that one will miss uh, hitting off of your armor class. So the claw comes and strikes across you, but you watch as this bestial tail flicks around and knocks his claws out of the way. Uh, the next one that does hit you will deal as the bite as he lunges forward. 19 points of damage. 10 of it will be halved. 9 of it's necrotic. So 9, 14 points of damage total. Your hit point maximum is reduced by 14. 
and you watch as he bites you, he sort of rips a piece of flesh off of you and it goes down his throat. And as it does so, you watch as his green energy moves across him and some of his wounds close, uh, almost seeming to regenerate. Shit. It's at that point you then watch as the gnolls that he had beckoned seem to listen to him and they're going to come and charge you. So are Vera and um, Melnon, are they out of the fight or are they just very, very... They're, they're there. They may be in the fight. <laughs> they, they're in the area. Yeah. <laughs> at least their bodies are. All right. So the first one there that comes and closes the distance will try and attack you with... Uh, that will be a 17, which I believe misses because how long is your AC? It's only for that one It's attack. only for that one reaction. So then the next one is going to pull out its longbow and attack you once with its longbow. 18, which will miss as well. So you watch then as the arrow slings into the side of the building, all three of them still looking to harry you. And it's at that point you look over and see Melnan starting to try and get up from his position. You see him through the legs of the creature that's harrying you, this hungering blight of a knoll. And at that point we'll cut to the farm. As you guys look in this area, you can see that people are being tracked out of the barn and you're currently on your way to stop them. So at the top of the round, we have the gnolls turn. So you watch as the two gnolls are going to move towards the back of the cart with the person, loft that person on, and you watch then as the gnoll that was at the front picks up the two handles and begins walking or running as fast as it can, 15 feet as it's dragging something, it starts to drag it down the road. It's going to use its action to dash, so it gets 30 feet with its drag. And you watch as that cart with people on it begins to go in a northerly direction down the road. You watch then as two of the knolls begin to run. One of them will run towards fence cover and the other one will roll run the opposite direction to another line of fence cover to try and get some, some cover on in their attacks. The first one is going to attack Felix. And he won't have a line of sight. So the second one is going to attack Felix as well. Two attacking Felix... One of them will go for Bengor uh, with a longbow. So the first one on you, Felix, is going to be a 22. Yes. And the next one's a natural one for the first guy. For the second guy, it's going to be the highest is a 17. So the one that hits will only be four points of damage. And against you, Bengor, the guy with a longbow... The first one and the highest one of the two is going to be a 18. So that one brings us to five points of damage as the arrow hits you. And they seem to be harrowing the escape. That brings us then to Bengor's turn first, followed by Felix, then Bagram. I am going to try and take as much movement as I can. Yep. I'm going to pull out my longbow. I'm going to go for that back one there. All right. So you look towards the one on the rooftop. It seems to be 70 to 80 feet away from you. You angle your longbow to the sky and you go for the attack. 18. That will hit. Uh, roll your second attack as well. 19. So 14 points of damage total. You watch as the arrow hits him directly into the stomach and you watch as he's taken aback a bit as he stumbles almost off of the roof. Uh, still kicking, but he seems to have taken quite a bit of damage. You're up, Helix. What's the distance between me and the guy with the cart? 
The guy is about 120 feet away from you and he's traveling further north, but he's moving a lot slower than you are because he's dragging the cart behind. I'll use a key point to use Step of the Wind and double my movement speed and then use my feline agility to get 180 feet to get in front of that guy with the cart. All right, you hit the ground, your legs dig into the dirt and as you do all fours, you begin rushing forward and you slide to a stop directly in front of this knoll that seems to be dragging the people away. Visibly sickly looking after being poisoned. I'm going to try and do my two attacks. Yep, roll with disadvantage as you're poisoned. You can see you just like heaving like... <sighs> 18 and a 17. For the first long. Yep, so that will hit. 7 and 14. 14 is just what you need. Oh, awesome. So two hits. He'll be with my quarter staff. Mm-hmm. A six and a ten. Very good. So you watch as you smack him twice with the quarter staff. And he then drops the handles and begins to try and engage with you. Uh, seemingly you have stopped his escape. That then brings us to Bagram. How far am I from that cart area? You're exactly 100 yeah. feet away from where the cart is as you peek over the top of this uh, fence line where you have seemingly been hidden. Okay. Nobody seems to be looking at you. You seem to be well hidden. Yeah. I'm, so I'm actually just going to move forward about another 20 feet just so I'm just within range there. Yep. Uh, am I still hidden? You would still be hidden. Cool. Too easy. Then I'm going to just uh, take my shot. Are you going to hit the one that's carrying the cart? Yeah, the cart one. So. Okay. For your attack with advantage, as you level your bow horizontally, using the fence line to steady your arm, roll your attack. 14. 14 is what you need to hit. Another 11, 19. 19. How do you want to kill this one? You did it! Whee! Yay! They killed something! One in the green, it kind of just flies just past over the shoulder kind of thing and just, uh, was it just, uh, um, straight underneath the handles and kind of just gets them right up, kind of kidney up to the heart type thing. Yeah, and you watch as this arrow protrudes through the other side, Felix, and splatters you with blood as you're just standing there <laughs> wearily. I blow Bagram, I blow Bagram a kiss. Felix, <laughs> you're, you're my good luck charm. Whenever you're standing beside somebody, I, I hit them. Or, you know, they get you. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, roll with blood as you say that as you say that you hear a sound coming from your uh, eastern side roll a perception check please uh, 19 plus 6 so 25 as you look towards your east you can see three more gnolls running their way across the field in your direction noise it's at that point as well can I hide again bonus action you hide may then? hide again 27 you can see that they're probably a little whiles away, so you do have time, but they're coming. All right, with that, we come back to Halrod. Halrod, within this city center square, you are being harrowed by these gnolls, one extremely large and harboring the hungering blight within. You had seen Melnon begin to stand to try and help you. You have the initiative. What would you like to do? So I'm going to... in range of me, so I can't back up or trigger an attack of opportunity. Correct. Let it not be said that Halrod didn't stand his ground. No, I walk back down. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to attack the big bopper again with the oath bow. Go for it. First one is a 22 and a second one is a 20. 22 and a 20. Okay, so that's a hit. 15 damage for the first. Mm-hmm. 18 damage. So 15 plus 18 is 33. 
All right, so as you do your 33 damage, you watch as the second lot of arrows hit him from short range, both in the gut, grouping around his, his sort of spleen area, and he's, like, bleeding towards you. You watch as the black smoke begins furiously moving around him as his eyes begin to furiously glow as well. I am going to bonus action pop the grenade, yep. the smoke grenade, and then I will back up my full movement seven paces, heading towards around the back of the building that's behind Halrod, trying to force them into where I want them to be. All right, so he watches this little dwarf begins running as fast as he can away from the creatures that are harrowing him. They will get an attack of opportunity. Well, one will. No, two will. Two will. Uh, they will have disadvantage as well. So with disadvantage, that is a uh, 21. That will only be a 19. Oh, he misses. So that first one, the um, the small knoll. Of course it's a small Was knoll. an 18. And the next one, the big one, with disadvantage, that is... Uh, that one will hit. So 20 disadvantage. He's going to hit you with a bite. So you take five points of piercing damage reduced to two. Uh-huh. And you take 11 points of necrotic damage. Jesus Christ. So that's a total of 13. 13. Your hit point maximum is reduced by that much, and he gains that much. You also watch as this green energy begins to circle around him. At the start of his turns, he also has a regeneration ability. I may have fucked this up a little bit. (laughs) Uh, It's at that point you watch as you hear a war cry. This yelling coming from where Melnan is. You watch as you hear the sound of grinding uh, iron against stone cobblestone as he's running his way towards the individuals. As he runs towards the individual, you watch as he raises his sword and goes for the strike across the back. 13, which is going to miss. Dodges out of the way of it. The big knoll dodges out of the way of it. And then the next one, he goes for the stab and it stabs him in the leg. And he's going to do some damage to him. All right. So as he's there, you watch as he's standing exhausted, his sword on the floor, and he's just like, <sighs> Get off of the face of my city, you fuck. And as he says that, you watch as it becomes their turn. The big one's going to run after you. He has enough movement to catch you. Fuck! <laughs> you watch as he begins running around the corner to try and get to you. Hi. <laughs> and as you say that towards him, you watch as he just, like, begins to look towards you. Uh, he's going to try and attack you twice, one with a bite, one with a claw. Okay, so the first one, which is the bite, is going to be a 24. Hang on. Nope. And then the claw attack is going to be a 21, which will miss. So both of his strikes will miss you. The other one will stay there and you hear fighting happening to Melnan as well. He will also get an attack of opportunity as the big null left, which will not hit. So Melnan goes to strike against the big one as he runs to leave you. And unfortunately, he does not. This one, however, that ran around the corner, he pokes his head around the corner. He has his longbow drawn now and he'll attack you. He'll Ah. have... One attack with a longbow. That is going to be, it is a 19. So that arrow's there, but you seem to be flanked on both sides by these creatures. Uh, it's at that point we go to go to the farm. So as we look at this combat encounter, knowing that three of the individuals are coming across the field as Bayagrim knows, nobody else seems to, however, you watch then as the gnolls will take their turn. You rehid, didn't you? Bagram. Straight ahead, 27. 27, that's right. Uh, so both of these will have no choice but to go for Bengor. Better oh. you than me. I've always, I've, I've, always, I've always loved you. 
Uh, what they will do, though... Is take mercy on me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one will run towards you. The other one will keep his bow trained on you. The one with the bow gets two shots. That is a 18. My armor class. And the one with the bow, that'll be even higher. Nine points of piercing damage. Mm-hmm. And then the one is going to attack you with claw and bite. So the first claw is going to be 14, and the bite is going to be 7. These yeah, are to points. hit. He missed twice. That's not hit. Oh. So, so the bite and the claw were 14 and 7. They're above. Okay, so you get hit with the arrows, taking your damage. The other one at the top, he's probably going to aim at Felix. <laughs> <laughs> He gets to the edge of the, uh, sorry, the rooftop where he's standing and he'll look down to where the cart is that you are standing in front of now and he will shoot you twice. Uh, 22 for the first and 18 for the second. Uh, The 18 misses, 22 hits. I'll try and catch the arrow. Okay. Nine points of damage. I catch it. Yep. So what would you like to do with it? Throw it to uh, I'm just throw it to the ground. I don't have enough key points. So you're puffing and huffing and as you do, you watch as one arrow just dodges out of the way. And you do it in like a drunken sort of sway motion, but then the next one comes towards you and you just sort of fucking hit it out of the way like you're sweating a fly. He's going to use the rest of his movement to back up onto the archway of the roof and then go down the other side so he can't be seen by the rest of you guys. That then brings us to Bengor's turn. Since I've got one of those nulls in front of me, I am going to pull out both my uh, great swords mm-hmm. and attack him. Go nice. for it. Roll your two attacks. First one is 18. 18. Again. Roll your uh, damage. Oh, sorry. Your third attack. 22. All three hit. Roll your damage. 45. Can right. confirm that, that just happened. That was max. As you begin slicing, would you like to describe how you kill this one in front of you? Who's just missed a bite and a claw on you. So how do you strike him back with a vengeance? I am going to put one of my... Long swords in the back of his neck. I'm going to kick his legs out between him. And I am then going to use the other one, slice the other part of his neck, pull them both through. Very good. So you pull them both through. You watch as his head flops onto the floor, blood soaking the ground as he dies. Uh, that then brings us to using your... Oh, actually, you've got movement if you want to use it, Bengal. I um, want to move close to... The one that's attacking everybody? Yes, please. So with 25 feet of movement, you begin crossing the thur- the thoroughfare toward the knoll that seemed to have his bow drawn on you guys. Felix's turn. Building that the other one's up on, how high is that? Probably about 10 feet tall. We're going to have to make a check to climb up it? Being poisoned? I would say yes. And screw that. I'm going to use my bonus action to risky step up there. Okay. <laughs> I sort of look at it and like... You can land anywhere you like around here. I just sigh and just just step up to being lazy. Yeah. Being poisoned. <laughs> you watch as this energy just sort of swells around you, you disappear and then you just like pop And out. I'll uh, pop up next to him, I suppose. And just pop up next to him and just try and hit him twice if I can. Go for it. Roll attacks with disadvantage. 14. Mm-hmm. One will hit. Uh, eight points. That is exactly what you need to kill him. Oh, Ooh, damn. Nice job. Oh, nice. So what does it look like? As you throw your first punch, he ducks underneath it, and then you just sort of stand there exhausted and bleary from the poison. I just sort of lazily over the top of the chorus staff, just come down and 
just get the right point on his neck to sort of crush his windpipe. As you do that, you watch as he tumbles off the side of the roof. The fire burning in the courtyard below engulfs his body. Go down on one knee after that and just take a moment to have a bit of a breather. Mm-hmm. And using heart, I'll use heart. I'll say because I'm poisoned and I'm out of breath. I'll take you discard half of my movement and then use the rest of my movement to get to the front edge of the building. Okay. So as you begin moving towards the front of the building, you get a very clear view of Bengal moving his way across the can battlefield. I, no, it's going to be a disadvantage, but can I use my perception and have a look around? Yes. Oh, unnatural 20. Unnatural 20. So as you look towards the east of this area, you as well see the corn parting in a way that uh, alludes to you that three tracks of knolls are heading towards you. Uh, three in total moving through the fields. You watch as they break through uh, an open portion, jump the fence and head into another field. You can see that they're, they're closing very quickly. What you also notice is as you begin to move towards the edge of the uh, roof, you hold your hand out as you felt raindrops on your hand, on your shoulders. You look up to the sky and you can see these black clouds beginning to roll in that seem to have blue lightning just seem to be crackling throughout them. You hear this bellow of thunder. There's this... As the rain begins to pour heavier and heavier and heavier. It is a downpour in this area. It seems to have come on as this wind begins to start to blow throughout the the section of land that you're in. I look straight up into the rain. Just say, when it rains, it pours. And at that, Bagram, you're up. All right. Um, those coming through the field, is is it is the field wet enough that it won't burn? Or now it seems like it will be as the downpour is pretty substantial. Okay. I was, I was hoping to do a scorching ray to that area to try and kind of magical take out magical burn. flame okay. will will illuminate and light up some areas and it will last a little while. However, it won't last as long as you. No, that's right. If I would basically expect. just do a little bit extra damage with that. Yep. But uh, just double check. 120 feet. Are they within that? They're definitely within that. Yeah. And uh, was it still hidden? So advantage. All that yes. fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. So you get three rays. If you're just yep. attacking the crop area, I'll make them do dexterity saves. Yeah, so I'm going to kind of aim for where I think they probably are just based mm-hmm. on my perception and all that other stuff and that as they're getting closer, yep. AOE damage while they're Go in the for area. It. Well, all of them fail the dexterity save, so they'll take full damage on the attack. Excellent. All right. So, it's so you need to roll above a 10. 16 or a 20 non-natural. Yep. So all of your oh. rays begin to eject through to the fields and I'll get you to roll damage. All three sixes. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. You hear the yips. And the growls of these gnolls as they begin to run through the flaming parts of this uh, this now engulfed cornfield. You guys hear the popping of popcorn around you. Um, but at that, you watch as they continue to run in their direction. As the rain begins to fall, you then watch as lightning crackles from above. You watch as a lightning strike begins to hit the ground, probably about 15 feet away from where you are, Felix, on the roof. And as it hits... You watch as it strikes around and you watch as more static electricity begins to fall from the sky. Roll an arcana check. <laughs> I would just want to hide again too. Go for it. Six minus one, that's five. Five. <laughs> you're like, this is a very pretty light show. <laughs> and as you're looking around and you're seeing this blue energy, Bengal, you watch as a lightning strike occurs right next to you, probably 10 feet away. As it does so, you watch this blue energy flash. <laughs> As it flashes, you watch this static just in the air. 
you see this crater in the middle of the area and then you feel this wind just rush down in a column directly in front of you and you watch as this being stands up. You can see a brown mop of hair, mustache. You can see him holding a cup of tea as he looks around, blue billowing robes. And he looks towards you, Arden Cassian says, It seems that you've got yourselves in a little bit of trouble. I got your message. Where do you need me? Halrod. Get to Halrod. Uh, I, I think we have things here. I think basically best is check Halrod up to, was it east to the village? South. South. You know. he's, south to the village. He's against the leader of this pack. He'll need some help. We'll, we'll, we'll mop these ones up and meet you there. You watch as he just holds his arms backwards and you watch as he takes two steps and then whoosh, flies. You watch then as the crackling lightning and the wind just eject from him, almost Sonic Boom style, and he just whoosh, zooms forward towards you guys. Away from you guys, sorry. Who else was happy to see him? <laughs> <laughs> we will then cut to Halrod in his death circle. <laughs> Essentially. As Halrod is going through running away from this <laughs> uh this knoll that seems to be harrowing him. You run around a building, you are definitely surrounded. You have your initiative. What would you like to do? Um, I reach up and I uh rub the area of the shoulder where he's taking a chunk out of me. And uh, I'm just going to quickly say, Mardol, I don't ask for much. I know they call you the giving mistress, and I need you to give me one last time. And then I'm going to roll for my attacks against the um, big bopper. The first one will be a 24. The second one is a yes, not 20. Yep, <laughs> by the mid. 21 damage. Mm-hmm. And then the second. Um, so it's 36. 36. Yep. You feel this glowing radiance move around your body. And as it does so, it fills a warmth in your heart. You feel a hand on your shoulder. You look to the side, you can see what looks like a woman standing next to you. You can't make it out, but it feels comforting as you move your bow around, strike this creature. You hit him, grouping directly into the stomach again. This guy is looking like Boromir with the amount of arrows that are just striking into his form. You can see him just moving forward towards you and you can see the wounds that you're creating are closing, but you seem to be doing more damage than the regeneration is taking. Progress is being made. You feel an insane comfort and you hear a familiar humming of a song. The song Elmer used to sing as she did the laundry at your home. As you hear that on the breeze, you feel the rain just begin to fall. You watch the storm clouds begin to roll in and the lightning begin to crackle in the air. Does that end your turn? Yes. That then brings us to Melnon. bonus action, I'm just going to rest nestle down behind the shield. Mm-hmm. Melnon's turn. Melnon is going to move straight forward and he's going to attack. Uh, one of those will hit and he will do some damage to that one. You hear the sound of sword fights ahead of you as he begins clashing with this knoll. The first one on this side of you that seemed to have its longbow drawn is going to close the distance on you and it's going to make a mauling attack. It is going to use its bite. That is going to be a 23. Nope. No hit. So that one there, as he bites you, 
you watch as that smaller knoll goes to attack you, but the tail whips around and knocks it into the side of the building. It's at that point you watch as the larger knoll moves towards you and will do he will do a bite and a claw as well. So the first bite is going to be a 24. Nope. It only lasts for one attack. Damn it. You used it for the other one. And the next slash is going to be a 22. Yep. Okay, so the, the bite for the piercing, you take five points of damage for the piercing. And for, on the- that's already half. Okay. And for the necrotic, uh, you take full damage, which is 12 points of damage. So that's 17 points of damage that your health is reduced and he gets back. And then the claw attack, eight points of slashing damage, half to four. Not quite on death's door, but slowly getting there. So just so you know, the damage that you're taking that I'm saying you reduce your maximum hit points by, you can't heal that. Yep. Yep. So at that point, you you just feel weaker and weaker. And as you actually look towards your hands, you can see that they begin to wither and your skin turns from a nice sort of full color to this gray withered uh, exterior. And you can see green crackles where your veins would be. And it seems like this green energy is moving through your body as it is powering the hungering blight. Any any clerics around? Any any paladins? Any druids? <laughs> <laughs> Even a bard will do. You definitely feel the rain begin to pour full on to this area. You watch as the fires begin to become sizzling embers as the smoke begins to clear. It's at that point as well, you hear a stumbling and a shuffling and coming from around the corner, using her dash action, you see Vera, one hand on the post, bloodied down one side of her body, her black hair matted with blood. And you watch as she just looks towards you on death's door and she says, Stop! And she's screaming at the the knoll. And you see the attentions shift for a moment. And as she stands there, she just yells, Stop! Don't hurt him! Leave him alone! And at that, we'll cut to the other fight so at that point you watch as in this farm field the crater still crackling with electrical energy where Arden had once landed you watch as well as the fire that was in the field caught by Bagram begins to dissipate and coming out are three heavily charred and heavily busted up (laughs) knolls they look like they're on death's door Uh, as they come out they will have a little bit of a look around they scan straight over the top of you Bagram but they can see over the small fence Bengor is approaching one of his friends. They are extremely low. All three of them are going to try and hit Bengor with two arrows each because they can't see Bagram, even though he's 10 feet away. (laughs) (laughs) So the first one against Bengor is going to be a 22. The next attack from that same one is not going to hit. Natural one and a 14, so two misses for the third one. Oh, sorry, the second one. And the last one is another natural one and a 21. So two hits, I two believe. Hit. So nine points of piercing damage. And the last one is going to be a seven. Looking at you being on death's door, oh. will drop his bow, run towards you, and attempt to claw and bite. <laughs> Ten is the highest one. So as he goes to claw at you, you just hold your forearm out and this toothy maw attaches to your armored forearm and you're just like wrestling it like a police dog. Your turn. What would you like to do? Well, I'm going to attack this one that's now gnawing on my arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to 
I can attack it three times, can I? I'm going to attack it three times. 19. 22. Hit. 19. Hit. Three hits. Roll your damage. So how do you kill that one? So I'm going to make this very simple. I am going to stab one in its heart, and I'm going to use the other one and stab it in the side of the head mm -hmm. and just push it. Push it over, and he falls off the rain billowing down upon you as it does so, coating the ground in its blood. At that point, it then brings us to Felix's go. Across the way, you can see emerging from the cornfield three very battered, bruised, and burnt. Knowles. What's the distance between me and them? Come on, Felix. We know you can make it. 80. 70 feet. Uh, so yeah, I'll use Step of the Wind, mm -hmm. which also doubles my jump. So I'm just going to sort of take a big leap and jump using slow fall. Yep. The land and then make it over to him. You watch as he almost teleports in the rain. You watch as his visible image is just like somebody moving through instant transmission as he jumps over the fence and gets within the range of these three arching creatures. What do you do? I am very poisoned. I am. <laughs> as much as everything's still looking cool, I am visibly looking rough. Uh, I'm going to try and do two attacks to two of them at least. 15 for one. Mm -hmm. and can I use my inspiration for another try at 11? Miss. Oh, sorry, 11 plus 7. That will hit, yeah. So two hits on the first one and the second one. Roll your damage for both. Uh, eight points for one. Dead. 13 points for one. Dead. All right, <laughs> how do you kill both of them as you run across the field in the pouring <laughs> rain and literally end their life? Uh, since it's been those two, as I run and jump, I'll come, I'll, as I reach them, I'll jump in there and just come down with my quarter staff so each end of my quarter staff gets back and I'll just push them into the ground. Yeah, and as you do, you hear their necks snap as their bodies fall into the mud. Definitely dead. All right, Bayagram, you're up. All right, um, I'm... More than five feet away, but I'm kind of still hidden. Yep, you've seen Can all I? this occur yeah. from the hiding place of your bush, <laughs> which is literally <laughs> 10 feet away from those creatures. Can I, like, still kind of with the, as I'm hidden, just kind of lunge, lunging pierce? So you will get sneak attack due to five foot ally yep. as well. So roll your attack to hit. 17. That's going to hit. 14. 14 points of damage. Yep. So watching Felix just move around, having Boxer's stance against this one, you watch as this knoll that he's facing drops the bow in a dramatic fashion, draws a sword and draws it along his tongue and it makes it bleed as he looks towards you. He starts to lunge at you and then at that moment you watch his bagram just lunges out, pokes him in the heart. <laughs> just leap out of the bush. Yeah. <laughs> and you look towards Bagram, who is completely wet with the rain, but at the end of his rapier is a dead knoll. And bonus action hides, so like vanish from sight. <laughs> <laughs> and then you watch him just duck back into the bush. <laughs> just leap back yeah. into the bush. <laughs> All right. You watch then as the rain begins to patter. You look towards the north and you can see the cart of people lying there. What would you like to do? Can we pull it under cover quickly and then get back to Hellrod? So there's that little barn. Can we get it into the barn at all? That or that? Yeah. So for the sake of brevity of this, we'll yep. say that you guys are able to move up to the cart, and you all three of you together are able to drag it into the. Just so they're out of the weather. Yep. Just so it's out of the weather, and you guys throughout this process as well roll a medicine check, one of you, to see how they're all traveling. Thirteen. As you look at them, you can see that their pulse is weak. 
all three of them, or four of them, sorry, seem to be part of the militia. You can see the guy that seemed to have the brown crew cut of hair there as well, uh, having returned from ferrying the women and children to the east. He's there. They all seem alive, but bloodied. So you lay them all down, make sure they're out of the rain and the weather, and at that point, you begin turning to make your way back towards Alrod. While heading that way, can I just basically, while we're moving along, just look at the pyramid to see any other configurations I can kind of... Roll a intelligence check. (laughs) As you begin to maneuver some of the parts, you slide one of the panels down, you twist one of the knobs, and you hear it clicking and clicking and clicking, and you think it's going. But then you watch as the pedal formation from the pyramid just immediately snaps closed. As you say that, you should begin walking through the, or running rather, as quickly as you can towards where you left Halrod. We cut to Halrod. Halrod surrounded by two knolls, one incredibly large and housing the hungering blight. You've just heard Vera yell across the sound of combat. Throughout the distance, you also hear the wails of people that seem to be uh, in different forms of, of agony and you also hear the crackling of fire beginning to subside as the rain begins to fall. You watch as there's a pause for a moment. It's your initiative. What would you like to do? I'm just going to look at the knoll and I'll be like, I'm going to hand it to you. You're the toughest thing I've ever had to fight. But I don't intend to die here today. The uh, pain in my shoulder makes me wince as I say that. You're still my sworn enemy. And you're still going to die a swift death today. And I'm going to level, level the bow at him, fire off two arrows, 20 dirty, and the other one's going to be 21. Both hit. 14 plus 3 is going to be 17. 17 damage. And the second one is going to be 19, 22 damage. Okay. So it's at that point you watch as these two arrows again hit him. You watch as he begins to enrage and he starts to snarl at you as this damage is starting to really, really piss him off. You watch as he does so, this black smoke envelops all the arrows and disintegrates them in their place. He's a pincushion, but now the arrows aren't a part of him anymore. You watch as he stands and extends himself to his full form. You then watch as he turns... and moves five feet towards Vera. You can get an attack of opportunity if you want. Yep, I'll go for the attack of opportunity. Go for it. But I'm going <laughs> to use the, I'm going to, I'll use the beast tail because I've got the, the bow. Yep. So it's going to, yeah, sorry, it's going to be 21. 21 is going to hit. Roll your damage. Uh, so that's going to be seven damage. The tail hits him and as it does so, you watch as he's unfazed by it. He goes and reaches out to Vera, grabs her by the hair. You watch as she pulls her up off of the ground and looks towards you. And in common, he says to you, Halrod, Star. You watch as Vera looks towards you and says, No, Halrod. Don't tell him. You watch as she spits to the ground, like blood pouring out of her mouth. You watch as he's waiting this large knoll looking between you and looking between Vera. You want the star? Put it down and I'll tell you where it is. You need to roll a persuasion or a deception check depending on what you're doing. 
17. I roll the deception. If you're looking for the start, you're too late. It left town yesterday. In the back of a cart. Now put her down. As you say that, you watch as he gives an order to his friends. You watch as his hand clutches around the throat of Vera. He crushes it. As he does so, you watch as he throws her body to the side and you watch as she hits the side of the house. And as she takes that damage, you watch as her body hits the wall, blood pooling out of her throat as the rain hits the ground. He watches the knoll turns to you and says, If Star gone, no need to keep her living. And you watch as he howls. And as he does, he looks towards you. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. 18. There is a fear that fills you. Almost like this howl just moves through every single part of your body. And as it does so, you start to recoil and move yourself back away from him. But then you stand as the look of Vera dying in the rain hits you. And you're forced to be brave. You watch then as he begins slowly walking away. You hear a chant, similar to the one you'd seen before. And at that, you start to hear green crackling energy moving around him. From your position, you can see as well that he seems to be calling up to the sky for some reason or another. As this green crackling circle appears on the floor next to him, you see this star pattern illuminate with this green energy and fire begin to erupt in that area and from the ground you watch as something begins to rise. As it rises you can see this black hood draped over a face. You can see it go down into shoulders and hands open and outstretched, one of them golden. He emerges from this portal and stands five foot off the ground. You watch as the green energy dissipates, rain falling all through. And you watch then as you hear a voice that says, Ah, do you have the star or have you called me for no reason? And you watch as in common, he says, Star gone. And you watch as Delnak says, Then who is responsible for its vacation? You watch then... <laughs> As this large knoll points towards you, Delnak, the outcast, removes his hood and you can see one green eye, this scar across one side of his face, black hair that moves down the side of his back and heavy black robes. He touches down. As he touches down, he slowly walks towards you, Halrod. Footsteps in the rain. Ominous. He says, You... Valiant Odyssey freaks. You have meddled with my plans for too long. And I, for one, am tired of stepping on thorns. So, 
Do you have any final words? Alrod, the coward. Coward? You have the gall, the notion, and the absolute gumption to call me a coward when you hide behind parlor tricks and arcane energies. You don't have the balls to take me on melee combat one-on-one. We use the tricks that our gods give us. And as his hand extends, you watch this green energy move across his fingers. As energy begins to gather, what are you doing? I am going to try and deceive him. Say, whoa, 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 whoa. all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Whoa, whoa. Let's, let's just take a step back here. Maybe we can help each other. There's a hesitation, but it's brief. You better talk fast. Well, 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 I can get you the star, but I need you to pull these gnolls of town and I will bring it to you. See, I've already made myself an arrangement with these creatures. They give me the star, I release their beast, and they can feed as they feel necessary through Undercliff. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, a that, shit stain on the end of this earth. But that, that, that sounds like a good deal, but there's a better deal. One that maybe gets you some good graces. Smiles cheekily. Oh, Halrod. I've seen many beg for their lives in their last moments, but this is most enjoyable. If the star has been moved, I'll find it. If it's here... But you won't. I'll find it. But you won't, because only I know where it is. I'll find it in the rubble if I must. Time is my ally. And for you, it is not. He Wait. releases a beam. Oh, no. Does a 29 hit you? I think it does, and I think you know that. Before I depart this world, Delnak, fuck you and your little quest. You take 49 points of necrotic damage. Oh. I'm down. As this green energy moves around Delnak's hand, and as you say the words... He releases that energy, a smile crackling over his face. It hits you in the center of your chest and expands across your whole body. You watch this green energy surround your form as the sides of your vision begin to blur and darken. You fall onto your back, the rain pouring on your face. You look towards the sky, the storm clouds seeming to part. The last thing that you see is a blue light coming straight down towards where you are. Your vision fades. Gets to the Knoll's turn. As you fall, you watch as the Knoll takes a bite out of your side. So the first one was a... a 12. And the next one is going to be a 23. So you watch as you lose two death saves as the Knoll bites you uh, across your chest. You feel this searing pain. We cut to the party traveling. You watch ahead of you as this lightning bolt strikes from the sky. As it begins to strike from the sky, you can see it's probably about 15 feet away. Felix, you begin sliding into the area. You move around the building and eventually get into eyesight. You can see a char along the ground that seems to be in a ritualistic symbol next to that creature. You can see Melnan Wargon standing there with a sword fighting up against this massive knoll and you can see him just holding him at blade's length. You can see him shaking. In the distance, 
you can also see roll a perception check I'll say to see if you can see Halrod uh, B12 okay so you watch as the knoll that had previously bit Halrod moves around the side of the building and you can see in his arm in his hands you can see a portion of snake scale armor that you see him just sort of rip out of his jaws and throw to the side which you know to belong to Halrod so at the start of this round (laughs) (laughs) you say that as you slide to a halt Um, and it's at that point the gnolls have gone but you also see that lightning bolt that cracked down as you enter and slide in and you say that to yourself this lightning bolt cracks down and you can see Arden Cassian that seems to have arrived he smashes down to the floor right next to this individual and as he smashes down he looks towards you, Felix, and he says, Hope you brought your A-game. <laughs> physically, like, looking physically, like, ill. I'm like, Dog just shit. give him a thumbs up. <laughs> as you say that, you watch as lightning begins to crackle in his hands. His eyes begin to turn blue. Delnak, the outcast, begins to arrive through the courtyard area, and he sees Arden Cassie, and as he does so, he claps his hands. If it isn't the man himself, the magician, Arden Cassian, you'll be sad to know that I've killed one of your little pets. Halrod, the coward, is no more. And you watch as Arden sort of looks towards you, Felix, and gives you a nod, as if you're getting the feeling that he wants you to investigate that fact. He looks towards Delnak and says, Delnak, I've been tracking you. I know your movements, and your night ends here. There is nothing that you can do, for I stand to stop you. And you watch as Delnak just laughs. <laughs> ah, ah, you think that celestial blood running through your veins is going to save you? Please. Didn't help your great-grandfather, Oric. Didn't help Orion. It's not going to help you either. I will end you here, Arden. You and me. After that, I'll go and make sure that none of your little Odyssey members survive to see what comes in my future. And at that, you watch as this uh, wall of force begins to emanate around these creatures. You watch as the rain begins to stop pattering in this area. The sound is dulled. You, Felix, are cut off from Arden. And Delnak. It's at that moment you watch as spells begin to be slung. You watch as green energy flies forward. Blue energy and lightning begin to crackle. You watch as they're flying towards each other in this epic force battle. You can see that they begin to fly up in the air and one of them gets thrown to the ground and smashed through the area. You watch as rock and rubble begin to hit the wall of force that Delnak seems to be concentrating on. And they just like turn to dust as the rocks hit the area. And you're just looking at this in... Or it's at that point as well, Bangor and Beagram, I'll say you both begin to run onto the scene. And it's at that point, we'll go to the next person in initiative. Okay. So as this fight begins to emerge, you can see that there is electric statical energy mixed with this green that seems to be swirling around all at the same time. You can see this knoll that seems to be housing the hungering blight move towards Melnan, who is Hitting him with a with a sword. So top of the round, Bengor, 
Bangor is the last one to arrive. You run and come to a halt. You see this bubble of energy that seems to have arcane arcs moving through it of different colors. And you can see the form of Arden Cassian fighting something inside. Uh, they seem to be going at each other using their arcane forces in this area of the town. The rain has caused all the fire to be subsided. So now it's almost like a flash of blue, a flash of green, a flash of blue, a flash of green, and then an explosion of white uh, within. And you can see that that's occurring and lighting up this area. You can see the knoll, the large knoll has his back towards you and seems to be fighting Melnon, who looks around towards you guys. And he says to you, Halrod, Halrod. And he points towards Halrod as he's holding the sword. Uh, that brings us to Bengal's initiative. What would you like to do? Am I, can I get to Halrod? At least get close enough to him? Feet away from the doorway that would lead him out. So he's on the other side of the house, and as you look through, you can see him lying on the floor, blood moving around his body, and you can see him just sitting there. I call out, just keep the knoll away from him. I'll help Halrod. All right. I'm going after the big one. Bangor, you draw both swords. You slowly step into the courtyard and make your way towards the large knoll. Attack surge, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, attack five. Yes, five down. First three. Thank you. 21. 25. Two hits. 25. Three hits. Action surge. Action surge. 21. Hit. Oh. 5 hits. Nice. 56. 56 points of damage. Would you like to describe killing this gnoll creature? I am going to look him in the eye and say, this is for Halrod. I'm going to run at him. I'm going to use the wall here. I'm going to jump on top of him. I'm going to drive one of my great swords into the top of his head. I'm going to then use the other one, put it across his throat, and slither across his throat. As you do that, you watch as you stand towards the front of him, as he lumbers towards you to try and slash you and bite you. As he does so, you punch him in the face to leer him off to one to side, and you slash him across the neck again. You watch as he veers across with one claw, and as he does so, you stab him under the arm. As he growls towards you for the last time, his throat cut and splitting this blood all over the floor. You drive the sword up from the bottom of his chin and it comes out of his face and you watch as this frost bite sword begins to almost cauterize the wound with the frostbite energy. As you draw it back, you watch as his body slumps towards the rain and you watch as this green energy begins to emanate from him and this black swell of smoke begins to slowly rise. I'll move closer to that note. Oh, yeah. Green knoll there. Okay. Close to it. So you can see another one harrying Melnon, and as he begins to lunge towards him, you go and jump in the way. And you start to fight bravely. All right. Alrod, death save. Well, oh, oh, oh fuck, oh, You're a dick. Oh. You're a so at that point, Halrod, you begin to lapse into consciousness and in an echoey voice as the rain begins to patter on your face coming in and out, you hear 
This one's for Halrod. Come across the breeze. You know that it is your brother Bengor. It's at that point you begin to sort of be, try to push yourself up, but as you do, you slump back to the ground and your vision fades again. As it does so, you watch as you begin to feel warm. You begin to feel warm because you look up and the sun is out. Not raining. Sky is blue. You extend your hand through a field of wheat. As you begin walking through this valley. You look towards the horizon and on a hillside about a hundred feet away you see a small hut. You're drawn to it. You slowly walk towards it. Bagram's turn. Yep, I do my movement and my bonus to get to Hellrod. With 50 feet of movement, Bagram, you run through the door of this collapsed house slide over the table, kicking your legs over it, move to the other side of the wall and push off of it as your speed is just so fast you have no control. You move your way out of the other door and you look down and you see Halrod on the floor, unconscious, bleeding out in the rain. I pull out my last health potion and I open his mouth and I just tip it down his throat. All right, roll 2d4 plus 2. Seven points. Oh, for the love of God. Welcome back to the land of living. Oh, Felix said this to me once, but I'll say it to you. No, Bergram, could kiss you. Uh, I think your brother's over there. Come here, you. <laughs> I'll just reach up, grab him by the back of the head and plant one on his face. Take my rapier and straight back. To- <laughs> <laughs> um, Get so, back to your death saves. So that then brings us to Melnan's turn. Melnan is going to see you approaching after felling this large knoll. He is going to draw his sword and strike against the knoll that is attacking him that you're now also harrying. That is two twenties, unnatural. So he's going to hit. He watches he strikes forward, hitting across the knoll with his great sword, and then down again. It's looking pretty rough, that knoll, but he's standing there by your side now, fighting with you in in tandem, um, Bengor. Your turn, Felix. I'm just going to move in between the two knolls that are still left over. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use the, every last little bit of energy I have to attack them. All right, attack with disadvantage. First one's going to miss, but they're both going to miss. Natural 20. Yeah, baby. So I'll natural 20 on the... I'll probably actually do on the red one. Okay. So you watch and see the one attacking Melnan and uh, Bengor, and they've got him surrounded. So you look towards the other that seems to have spit out a piece of Halrod's armor, and you can see blood moving down his furry chin uh, as if he'd just taken a chunk out of somebody. Nine points of damage. I'll use my last key point to use Flurry of Blows. Fifteen. Fifteen hits. Uh, 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage. How do you want to kill that one? I'll grab him by the jaw. At, like the bottom of his jaw. They give you back Harold. And I'll punch into his throat. And out the back of his throat. <laughs> at that, you watch as your clawed hand protrudes out the other side. And as you pull back through, you can see this fist-sized hole. As you look through it, holding him up in the air, you can see Halrod and Beogrim on the ground uh, on the other side. And you see them share a romantic kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. And I just drop him. Yeah. 
Um, I've got one more attack with my fire blow, so I'll turn around and just punch the other dude if I can. Go for it. You can. Uh, 14. 14 is unfortunately not enough. Yeah. All right. So as you go to strike that one, it ducks out of the way, having uh, the Knoll's turn. The Knoll will look. They're going for Felix. Hmm. So he swipes out to you, seeing you kill one of his friends, and he is going to attack you once with a bite. Uh, 17 plus 4. No. 21, I believe. Definitely hits. So you take seven points of piercing damage as it bites you in the forearm after you tried to strike at it. Then brings us to Bengor's turn. Roll a perception check. Seven. Okay, so the only thing you see uh, directly on the wall closest to you from this uh, wall of force, you can see a massive blast hit the side closest to you. This green electrical shock hits it and then emanates across it, almost like a ripple on the waterfall. It's at that point as well, you see a body strike it. And as that body strikes it, you then watch and see another body hit it and then begin dragging it across the wall of force. You can't tell which one is which. As that occurs, you watch as there is then another explosion that occurs from within and you watch as the wall of force just begins to flicker. What you also notice is the black smoke that seems to be emanating from the knoll below you is rising very quickly. What would you like to do on your turn? Well, I'm going to kill that knoll first. Mm-hmm. Get so, out of the way. Yep. 20. From that. Roll your damage. 13. 13. That kills it. Bengal the Knoll Slayer. What would you like to do to kill this one? I am actually going to jump on its back like a rodeo. I am then going to stab it repeatedly with my um, frostbite Mm -hmm. I'm just going to stab it everywhere and after I've finished doing that I'm going to stab it in the eye stab it in the other eye and then jump off very good and you watch as it falls to the floor and as it does so you land you turn to Melnon who's like exhausted but still looking at you and as you do he sort of like gives you a slow clap brilliant so we need to get the fuck out of here where's Halrod Harold is uh, over the other side. No. Uh, it's at that point it brings us to Harold's turn. What would you like to do? Um, I'll take half my movement to get up. Yep. Um, after releasing um, Beargrim from the sloppy kiss. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, what's going on? Where, what do we got? Where's where's uh, Delnak? I, I just said shock still of basically the, uh, the action that you took. But that's all right. <laughs> The wall of force in in there somewhere. All right. How are we so, going to help him? Right now, actually, that column black smoke is actually more concerning to me. That's that's not natural, and that's not going to end well. So what are we going to do about that? I kind of basically pull that pyramid box out. I need to open this. That's what I need to do. We'll get to fiddling. What do you do in the meantime, Halrod? <laughs> I'll take the rest of my movement, so we half it. Three squares the other side of uh, Beargrum, and then just look towards Bengor and be like, Hey, brother! <laughs> Ow! My shoulder! Feeling better? Mm, a kiss from Beargrum will do that for you. <laughs> it's at that point you watch and see beyond him this black smoke beginning to rise and this green crackle moving around him and it starts to expand. Well, that's not fucking good. <laughs> 
you watch it coming from the body of the largest knoll that had aided in felling you. It seems to be lifeless on the ground. A knoll that your brother could fell, but you could not. <laughs> <laughs> Bagram's turn. All right. Uh, yeah, use my action to try it. Well, I, because I've probably been playing with this thing a few times, so I'm hoping I have a decent idea as to how to open it back up again. Yeah, you've but been I'm going to use my action to try and open it up. Okay, so I'd say that because you have used this quite That's a few awesome. times yep. in your in your spare time and also like you've got detailed study notes of it, it being the focus of your life, you are quite easily able to open it back up. So once you shut it, you open it straight away and it just yep. like... Pfft, I'll say that's your bonus action to do. Oh, beautiful. All right. Well, then, has it started kind of doing its glowing? It, it is starting to glow again yep. once it's opened. All right. From here, you don't know what you need to do in order to. From my my knowledge or basically any kind of indication basically on the actual device itself, basically different parts that are lighting up to kind of indicate what I should. You can roll a investigation or an arcana check. Ten. Total. As you look at this this puzzle, this pyramid that's baffled you, you can see some of the arcane swirls just sort of moving around it in this green pattern. It's a rhythmic pattern. You feel like you need to manipulate certain parts of it as the energy passes through it in order to cause it to change its effect. I'd- How to do that, you don't know this turn. Okay. Yeah, so I spend the rest of my rest of the round just kind of studying that pattern and yeah so during this whole encounter you watch as everybody seems to be gathering themselves around this smoke you watch through the distance in the background this fireworks display also, of green and blue i also Bagram call just, out saying move away from that smoke get as far back as you can all right and you guys hear that from your positions as you're standing uh melnon will take your advice he will move towards vera shoulder her body fireman carry style and we'll begin moving at half speed towards you, Bagram. As he does so, he passes by you, Halrod, and you can see her arm, Vera's arm, just falling limply to her side, the blood pooling down onto her palms and then dripping onto the floor. That then brings us to Felix's turn. The wall of force. Does it have a ceiling? Yeah, it'll be a semicircle dome, and then you can see the spells raiding off that. Think of um, the Battle of Naboo, that yeah. sort of force field, and then every time something hits it, it's like boom, 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 boom. Well, I feel I need to try and help Arden somehow, so I'm going to try and get up onto that roof of that building that's right next to me to the right. So you use 10 feet of movement to climb from your climbing speed, plus 5 feet to get there. So you jump off of a barrel, get onto the roof and swing your feet up. From this position, you can also see midway through the dome, roll a perception check. 25. You watch as a lightning bolt is thrown from Arden toward Delnak and you watch as it goes straight through his body. It's at that point as well, you watch as uh, Delnak begins to form this massive arcane hand this green arcane hand that then just moves towards Arden, grips him, and you can see his head and arms protruding through the closed fingers of this grasp, and you watch as he just slams him into the ground and then picks him up and then slams him into the ground again. You watch as rocks begin to disperse uh, through uh, the inside of this bubble. I will use my attack, use my radiant sunbolt attack to attack the barrier 
22 six points radiant damage to the force field. As you hit it on the outside, you watch as it disperses across the face of the wall, but then it doesn't seem to be doing any damage. I'm hoping more just made noise. Mm-hmm. And then I want to yell to Delnak. Hey, Delnak, all your friends are dead. It's only you and us. Come on, drop that shield. I want to see that pretty face. Roll a persuasion check. Uh, 14. Okay, noted. Giving him the finger the whole time. Oh, I'll use the rest of my movement too to get around to where the force is start. All right, so you make your way over to the corner so you're closest to where the wall of force is. And to that point, Halrod, we move towards your turn. You readjust your tricorn hat that you have been wearing. Do we think we can actually drop this barrier or not? It is, it's a blue barrier, isn't that? Basically, that's, a, that's an Arden barrier, isn't it? We don't know. Ah, screw it. I'm going to fire two arrows at this bitch and see what happens. Uh, the first one will be a 17. Yeah, so the second one will be an 18. Both hit. And eight. As you fire, you watch as your arrows strike the barrier. And as they do, they produce this green aura around them. Just as You watch as the barrier just... And then your arrows disappear. Oh, that's a worrying sign. That's all I've got. All right, that then brings us to... Bagram. You watch as you look towards the smoke. It is now encompassing a much larger space. Right. Bengor, you watch as it begins to envelop you partially. You don't feel anything at the moment, but you look at the hairs on your arms and they begin to stand directly. You start to feel incredibly hungry. Almost maddening, though. What are you doing, Bagram? Try and uh, follow that pattern to actually get this uh, pyramid. Roll an working. arcana check with advantage. 13. So as you watch this pattern, it's almost like a, a marble race as this bead of energy moves through the arcane swells. As it does so, you try to catch it at the three or four points that you think you might need to catch it at. And as you do so, you just think to yourself, I don't have enough hands. I don't have enough hands to, to do this. All right. Get over here. I need you as well. All right. What do you need? Uh, I follow this pattern with me. And I basically kind of like point it. Basically we do. I'll move directly to him. Uh, is that your turn? Uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Melnin is going to continue to carry in a southward direction the body of Vera. He will use his dash. And you watch as he is moved away from the immediate area at least. You guys watch as well as, without a perception check, Felix, you're able to see this fist crushing Arden. And as it does so, you watch as Arden's body begins getting more and more weaker and lifeless. It's at that point you hear Delnak laugh through the dome, just this. <laughs> yes, Arden Cassian, feel the full extent of my power and my pain. And you watch as he crushes him again. It's at that point as well, you watch as this hand changes his grip on Arden. He, instead of holding him through the torso, you watch as he's holding him up by one hand. You watch as he says, let me repay the gift that your great-grandfather gave me. And you watch as he pulls on the arm. You hear this crack and this crush and you watch as Arden screams. He screams at a level that you didn't think humanly possible. And it's at that point you watch as Delnak 
rips the arm from his socket and Arden just crushes and falls to the floor. You watch then as that arm disintegrates almost like Thanos style and just sort of leers down towards him. Arden sort of getting up off of it onto one hand, clutch bleeding wound that seems to be um, flowing off this arcane energy as he seems to stabilize himself. Bengal's turn. You feel this crackling energy moving around you, this it starts to get vicious and you start to watch as this black smoke starts to rip into the buildings and as it rips into buildings, you watch as parts of the building just start to disintegrate with the wind and begin moving around like the most destructive cyclone you've ever seen. Going to attack that barrier. 19 will hit. 23. 23 will also hit. 18 for those two attacks. Yep. Okay. So as you're as you're hitting this wall, you watch as you're slicing through it and it creates a slice. But as it creates that slice, you watch as ripples of energy move off of it. It doesn't appear to do any damage. Halrod's turn. All right. What do you want me to do with this doohickey? I, I just need you to kind of, as I change this one, you need to kind of swipe this one over. We need to kind of just do it quickly and we need to do it together. Okay. All right. So holding your action until uh, he tells Bagram. me to. Yep. Yep. All right. That brings us to Bagram's turn. Now. All right. <laughs> now, both of you with advantage can roll an arcana check. 13. Oh, Christ, Bagram. I got a nat 20. Okay. So. With both of you together, you watch as this bead of green energy moves through these arcane sigils. And Beogrim, you touch this point. You watch as this green energy just radiates from it. This bloop, this boom. As at that point, Halrod, you can see the energy move quicker through your section. And you swipe a switch down to change the direction of this green energy that moves through the petals of this uh, pyramid. Beogrim, you move to the other side and you watch as you slide this pad forward and watch as the energy makes its way through there. And Halrod, you watch as the energy begins passing through this circuit faster and faster and faster. Your eyes are following it as fast as you can. You watch as you've got this last button that you're hovering your finger over and you have to get it just right. It's at that point you watch as this bead moves directly through the button that you need to press and you're timing it. You exhale. And as you do, you press it. And as you do, you watch as the whole thing flashes green. As it flashes green, you watch as both of the vertical sides of the pyramid flick open and you watch as the horizontal sides flick up. And as it does so, you feel this whirring energy beginning to move in from it. You feel like this pyramid is now activated. It begins to ebb and flow this green color that surrounds both of you. And you start to get a little bit nervous as you start to feel your hair begin to get sucked into this. I I quickly use my mage hand and kind of just put this this nice, everybody's out of the way. And I just as quick as possible with mage hand goes towards the black smoke. All right, you slide with your mage hand towards the black smoke as you watch almost like a hockey puck. It slides across the ground and sits underneath this black swirling energy that is just destroying the houses directly around it. You watch as this green arcing lightning moves from this mass, hits part of the wall and just destroys some of it. As at that point, you watch as the pyramid flares. And as it does so, you hear this scream, this and as it screams through the area, you watch as part of it begins to break apart, almost as if a cyclone had just been dissipated. You watch as it begins to be sucked all the way into this pyramid. It looks like water going down a plug hole as it's starting to swirl and swirl and swirl into this area. You watch then as the pyramid completely envelops this black smoke, its neon green lights upon the edges blare. And as it does so, you watch as it just closes up, almost like a trap. As it does so, you watch as it bounces and sits there like a pokeball. Nice. And so at that point, you watch as it stops still. 
and there's an eerie silence throughout the area. All you hear is the arcane crackle and hum, the wall of force that seems to be behind you. There's nothing, no change to the wall of force or to Delnak or anything like that? Nope. Nope. All right. You look and see this pyramid deactivate from its green flare. It looks bronze, mundane, just as the day you found Excellent. I basically very quickly, I grab it again and I pocket it and I will deal with that later and make sure it never sees later day. All right. Seemingly, we'll say we're out of initiative now. You make your way into this area, the village of Undercliff, completely battered, but most importantly, you watch from the top of this dome of force. You watch it begin to ripple down. Fractals begin to break from it. As the fractals begin to hit the ground, you watch as there is a man that stands. As he stands, he turns around his dark cloak revealing face, Delnak the outcast. See Arden on the ground in front of him, armless. He looks towards you all and he says, As I said, I have nothing but time. Now it seems I have, looks towards Arden, crippled the Odyssey. I would like to see you best me. You watch as he begins to take a few steps back from you. (sighs) In for a penny, in for a pound. I'm going to rush him. And I bow arrow with one of the, one of your plus one arrows from before. And oh, and hide around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rush him with my two swords. Are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> are we? Wait, serious, wait. Are we doing this? on the side of caution, gents. I wouldn't worry so much about us. I'd be more worried of what's going on further south. You don't know. The all-powerful Delnak doesn't know. He seems to be backing away. You see his form, and you can see his robes tattered. You've never seen Delnak. He's beaten up as this. You see a mild streak across his face of his own blood. You can see dirt bruising and, and bashing of his metallic. You watch as a spark of blue electricity moves over a portion of his body. He is weakened. Hold. You can see Felix just vibrating, ready to fucking run. Perhaps you should enlighten me. You're not the most powerful being in the universe, Delnak. Just remember that. You watch as he floats up in the air, arms extended, floating Magneto style. He looks up and around and he says... Take a look around, Halrod the Coward. I am the most powerful being here. Knowledge is power. I know all. Clearly not, because you don't know what's lying for you. You're not the most powerful being in the universe. Have you ever heard of an archaic? What do you know of? I know you're afraid of them. One day, you may understand that what I attempt to do is for the benefit of us all. 
You are on the wrong side of history, Halrod. If it's for the benefit of us all, I don't see the benefit of your scheme when I see this town lying in ruin. This is but one warfare. This continent was shaped by such conflict. The ability to stop it, held from us by those within power. If one were to rise up, one that all were afraid to cross. What you're talking about is tyranny. Peace. It's dictatorship. It's worth it. You better hurry. You're only about a week behind. At that. Attack. Bam. I'm off. All right. Well, let's roll initiative. And I release the arrow. We're all going to die. Hi, guys. And thank you so much for listening to the latest episode, D&D Valiant Odyssey. In the future, guys, if you want to catch up with us outside of the times that the episodes are released, you can come to our Discord. You should find the link in the show notes. If you want to catch up on all the announcements and keep up to date with the Valiant Odyssey action, then there's our socials link as well. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, we're there. Valiant Odyssey is growing and it's all because of you. So thank you so much for your patronage. Make sure you leave a review on your favorite podcast medium. We'll see you next week. Welcome to the Odyssey.